It's good to have everyone in service today. Amen. Glad to have you. Praise God. If you're watching by way of internet, it's good to have you. We'll welcome you here in our service. Praise God. Amen. Again, um, I feel uh, totally confident in uh, the Lord, his will, and his plan uh, for today. Um, let me say it this way. Uh, we can either be a direct recipient of what God is desiring to do, or we can be uh, a part of what God is desiring to do. In other words, if God is not necessarily targeting me as the one that he has to go after, if I'm the 99, I can participate with him and what he's doing, meaning I can cooperate. You know, it's one thing you have one sheep to get away. And then what happens when the Lord goes after the one sheep, then you got a few others who just want to scatter. So we have a responsibility, and that is to maintain the unity of the flock so the shepherd can do what he's designed to do. Hopefully someone has ears to hear. Amen. Amen. And amen. We are excited because God is doing great things. And a lot of times great things are done beneath the surface before they have manifested on the uh, up above the surface. And and God is doing some deep things in uh, this particular church. And um, we're going to be sharing that over the next a little while here, some things that God is doing, things you can do to be a part of that and participate in. And uh, the Bible says in the last days that the scripture says that perilous times, ruthless times, dangerous times will come. They are here. The scripture also let us know that people would have a form of religion and a form of godliness. And he said, but they would deny, renounce the power thereof. The scripture says from such turn away from. And, and so there will be, the scripture tells us in the book of Revelation, there will be two types of churches on the earth in the last days. And there will be a, a, a church that is on fire for God and, and loving God and participating in the revival and the harvest that God is having. But on the other side, there will be a church that is lukewarm, having no effectual power at all. I'm here to tell you, I proclaim to you, we're not going to be the latter. We're going to be the church of power. I feel the Holy Ghost. And so there will be some things that we're going to offer you to get connected to so you can be a part of the powerful church. You can be a part of the revival church. You can be a part of the church that he's looking for, that he's in, and not a part of the church he said, I'm going to spew out. Because you're lukewarm. You have to take a hold of it. You have the responsibility. It can't be just, I'm going to show up on a Sunday morning. I'm sorry, I'm just going to tell you like this. You need more of God than just on a Sunday morning. You need him on Monday. You need him on Tuesday. You need him on Wednesday. You need him on Thursday. You definitely need him on Friday. And can I get a witness? You need him Saturday so you can come to church on Sunday. 
Amen. I need God 365 days a year, 24-7. I need him all the time. And, and I'm not just talking about needing him up here. I'm talking about needing him in my life. I'm talking about I need him to be the word and, and a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. I need the word of God sown in me. I want to be led by his spirit. I want to go where God is going. I want to do what God is doing. I want to say what God is saying. I want to be a part of his body. Amen. I don't want to be on the fringes. I want to be right there in the midst of things. I don't want to hear about what God is doing. I want to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. And God says all power is. Jesus said all power is given unto me. And he told us after that you have received the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power. And the power is Resident in the church and not in the building, but in the church. And, and we ought to lock in and be a part of that power. The thing about this thing, and I know you're standing, the thing about this power, he said, I've given you power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The Holy Ghost has ever come upon you, you have power. The thing is, is that we have a responsibility. Brother, click those light switches off while they're standing real quick. Those light bulbs and that uh, connection has power. The only problem is it's off. And so they have the power. And the scripture says in the last days they would uh, 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 deny the power. Turn the light on. That was that simple. It's just turning the power on. I'm telling you right now. You're going to have to decide. There's going to be two groups of people in this church. People who have the power on and people who have the power off. Everybody may have the power, but it's up to you. Just because you receive power, it doesn't mean you got the power on and running and operating. And it's your responsibility to do that. So we're going to have four teams, power force. We want you to join the force. Get connected to the power source. And this is going to be a means by which you're going to hear about this over the next little while. It's going to be a, a means by which you know that somebody, that you're going to be tapped into something. You stick your hand into that outlet, you'll find out there's power in it. You'll find out really fast there's power in that outlet. I don't feel it right here because I'm not touching it and I'm not connected to it. But the minute I get connected to that power, there's going to be a charge. The minute you decide I'm going to get connected to one of these power teams, you're going to get the charge you need to help you throughout the week. But you're going to have to decide that. Oh, hallelujah. I just figured I'd throw a little bit out there. See what you're going to do with it. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse number 19. I'll begin there. Read down to verse number 22. 1 Samuel 15, verse 19 through 22. Put that on the screen. Amen. God bless you. You'll be seated in three verses, maybe four. Wherefore then, Samuel the prophet is speaking to Saul the king. Saul was anointed king. Uh, not long before this transpired, and he just could not learn to obey God. He could not listen to the voice of God for this reason or another. And so the scripture tells us that 
God had given the Samuel the prophet instructions to convey to Saul the king, and he just would not heed the instruction of the Lord. He always thought he had a better angle. He thought that he, he, his opinion superseded the word of God. And so here it is. So uh, Samuel came to the uh, king Saul and says, Wherefore then didst thou not obey? Everybody say obey. obey. Why didn't you obey the voice of the Lord? But didst fly upon the spoil and this evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said unto Samuel, this was his answer. Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. The prophet said, you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord. But King Saul, in his arrogance and in his uh, deception, said, oh, no, what are you talking about? I have obeyed him. I've, I've done what God has asked me to do. And have gone the way which the Lord sent me, the king said. I've gone the way that God sent me. What are you talking about, preacher? And have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites, in verse number 21. But the people took the spoil or took of the spoil, sheep and oxen and the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed. The people did this. They should have done this, but they did that. Uh, and they did it to sacrifice unto the Lord, thy God in Gilgal. The reason why I allow, hear me now, the reason why I allow this to happen, it was simply because the people were just worshiping God. They wanted to sacrifice unto the Lord. They wanted to participate in some sort of service unto God. So it seemed as though it was an excusable reason to do something different than God said. It was an excusable reason to alter the word of God. I simply want to worship. I simply want to sacrifice. Isn't that good enough to sacrifice and to worship God? Having a desire to worship him. That should be enough what the king was saying. Verse number 22, and Samuel said, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? I understand, Saul, your reasoning is that you want to worship God. I understand it is a noble thing that you want to sacrifice unto the Lord. I understand you want to do things to reverence God. And hey, that is notable. But I want to let you know while that is notable, behold, to obey is better. I want to worship God. 
I want to come to church. I want to participate in the religion of Christianity. I want to participate in things of God that I know about. And I want to do this and I want to do that in God. And I, I want to read my Bible. I want to go to a, a home group. And I want to have a Bible study. And I want to participate. I want to do that which is right. And I want to be called a Christian. I want all these things. But the prophet says, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken, to hear, and to listen. The word hearken means to hear, to listen, and respond to the voice of the Lord. You can be seated, and I want to preach to you on this subject. Father knows best. Father knows best. I want, to look at, I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him, Father knows best. I know in this world, the saying is, Mother knows best. In our society... And even in my household, mother knows best. Hey, when I want an opinion, when I want advice, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to mama because mama understands. I don't know if I quite want to go to daddy because he may say things a little hard and he may just keep it straight. He, he may keep it real. He's not going to soften that thing up. Hey, he's not going to play. He's not going to rub my back. He's just going to tell you what you need. And he, hey. Amen. Say, I want to go to mama. <laughs> Make me feel good. Ah, oh, hallelujah. How many know what I'm talking about, men? Can I get a witness? <laughs> Some of you, you know what you're talking about. You don't go to daddy. Right? You don't go to mama. Huh? Right. Right. Huh? And some of you guys, you know you're a mama's boy. And that, that's true. I go to mama. I said, I go to mama when I need comfort. Oh, I go to mama when I need some understanding. Ooh. See, y'all don't know where I'm going. I now not know where I'm going. I go to mama when I need just I need just something that 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 that, that helps to keep me in. I, I go to mama when when I need encouragement. I go to mama. The Bible says the church is the mother of us all. And I go to mama when I'm not feeling well and and I need a touch. And I go to mama. Hey, when I, when I'm going through life's difficulties because mama understands. Mama may understand, but father knows best. I said, Daddy knows best. And, and, and the, 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 the king said, hey, hey, I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you see. You see, I think this is best because I, I'm doing this too because it's a part of worship and it's a part, it feels good and it feels 
feels right. And I, I sense this is okay because everybody else wants this. And, and see, that's the mama side. But the papa side says, hey, you need to just listen to my word because it's going to be right. And it's good to be a part of the church and, and it's good to come and, and worship God and it's good to offer up sacrifices and it's good to offer up praises in the hand. It's good to do all those things that are wrapped up in our relationship with him and they were doing things that was a part of the relationship. Saul understood that God required sacrifices. Saul understood that God required bullocks and lambs. And he thought that was the moment to do it. God said, hold, tell that man. I require obedience because it's better than sacrifices. I know y'all don't know where I'm going, but hey, hold on. God requires obedience. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes we wonder what in the world is going on in our life. I'm worshiping God. I'm doing my best. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Have you obeyed the voice of the Lord? This is not hard. See, y'all get some of y'all, you know, some of y'all put up y'all coat, you know, y'all shield and, you know, my God. You should be. Yeah, I feel those. I feel these walls coming up. Ooh. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking in general. Amen. I could be. I'm talking about the person next to you. Huh? All right. Just look at the person next to you. That's all. Say you talking about you. You talking about me? No, you talking about me. <laughs> that dude. He definitely. Talk, he's definitely talking about somebody like that. Father knows best. Watch this. See, God has a way of tricking people. I didn't say deceiving people. Because God, a lot of things in God is nothing but a test. Right? He would throw one thing out this way. He just want to see what you're going to do with it. And, 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 and so now, don't think I mean that God's trying to trip people up and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. But people get all, you know, he, he's the one who instituted the sacrifices. He's the one who said, I want you to offer a burnt whatever. But he threw that out there to see if you would stop there. No, 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 you don't just stop there. And, and they would do it. Hey, it's Sabbath. And Jesus came and said, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. What are you doing? You, you're healing people on the Sabbath, they, they told Jesus. And you're doing all these wonderful works on the Sabbath. And you, you, you're disobeying the law. And he said, oh, you just don't even understand what's going on, you see. I want to see, I put that in place. I put some things in place. And, and you know, I just want to see how far you want, you want to go with this thing. And you see, I, God says, I'm going to put some things there, but then there's something beyond right there. And you need to decide, hey, I, I'm not just going to do the minimum. I'm going to do everything that's required. Oh, here we go. I, I, didn't, I didn't really want to go in this direction. I was going to talk about something else. You need to decide, you know what, if God draws a line right here. I'm not going to say, you know what? What I'm going to do is say, hey, 
I'm not coming anywhere near that. When I mean the blind say, this is is as far as you can go. Now, some people, they just want to hang right here. No, 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 no. And and so God said, hey, it's okay for you to have a relationship with me. And it's okay, okay for you to acknowledge me to sacrifice unto me and to do all these things to participate in my kingdom. But I want to let you know there's something better than that. It's obedience. The church getting old. I'm just trying to build a foundation where I'm going. Obedience is better than sacrifice. When John the Baptist came on the scene, it threw a monkey wrench in the religious program of the Jewish nation. Because they were used to doing things a certain way, and they did things up until a certain point. They didn't understand beyond the law. There was a God that wanted a relationship with them and he wanted obedience. And they, they began to add on to what God required with their own laws. And then they forgot about what God was trying to do with them. And so now they obeying their own law so much, they can't even hear what God is saying. And God said, hey, I'm going to establish a new covenant with them. I'm going to establish a new covenant with my people. Now the laws won't be written on tablets of stone, but the laws will be engraved in your heart. And God said, I'm going to put some things there in your heart, and you can't break that. And so... John the Baptist came on the scene to establish this new covenant, this new agreement, this new plan, this new purpose. And and a lot of times the church world and the the religious world, you know, when something new happens, we don't want to go with that flow. And so some of us struggling with these new things that we're having here and, and we can't seem to understand because God is telling us, hey, Father knows best. He knows exactly where we need to get to. And so here, John the Baptist came on the scene. He started preaching, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. They they hadn't heard anything like that before. Kingdom of God, hey, we're only worrying about the kingdom of Israel. When will you restore the kingdom of Israel? That's what we're concerned about. We're concerned about our own kingdom. And you're telling us to change our minds and and get wrapped up in God's kingdom? You're telling us something more? Hey, we're the children of Abraham. We have Abraham as our father. They were so comfortable with their religious tradition and even their religious heritage, they weren't willing to hear what God was telling them at that minute. Father knows best. And so when John came on the scene, the scripture says in Luke chapter 7, verse 29. See, some of you church people, you're you're trying to figure out where I'm going instead of just getting with me. You can feel something, but you're just trying to figure out, well, are you talking to me? And you're saying, am I not being, being obedient? Instead of getting on board with what God is going, I already told you where I was going. I'm trying to build my foundation. 
<laughs> and all the people that heard him, heard John, and the publicans. Now, the publicans were the worst type of people. They were, they were sinners. There was tax, tax collectors, republic, the publicans. See, some of you thought I said Republican. <laughs> publicans. And the Bible says, and all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God. Here we go. They justified God. How did they justify God? You know what the word justified means? It means to, to declare innocent. They declared God innocent by being baptized. They declared that God is just, that God is right, that Father knows best when they got baptized. When they obeyed the voice of John, which was a representation of the voice of God, they were baptized of John, the Bible says. I want to read it in the Amplified. And all the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. You see, when you get baptized, you acknowledge God's way is right. He goes on to say in verse number 30, but, now here it is. Check this out. Now, the religious, the, the, the sinners and the publicans, meaning the tax collectors, the tax collectors were, were, were the people that robbed from their own people. And see, they weren't just taking the money from the Jewish people, but they also was taking some to themselves. And they were ruthless. And so the, the Romans could count on them because they knew they were ruthless people. And, and so, so the tax collectors were the worst people there is. And the Romans looked down on the, on, on the uh, tax collectors as nothing but a bunch of traitors. And, and, and the Bible is trying to say, even the worst of the worst, they justified God when they got baptized. But the Pharisees, meaning the religious, those who know how to sacrifice, how to offer up burnt offerings those who know how to do the religious things those who know how to come to the temple and worship and and those who are responsible for the temple they rejected the counsel of god against themselves how did they do that because they refused to be baptized it was just that simple by them refusing to be baptized, God's counsel was working for them, and they rejected the counsel of God, the word of God that says you need to be baptized to prove I am right. You need to be baptized to prove that the Father knows best. And they said, no, 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 no. We reject that counsel. We're not going to do that.
fly for that particular verse says, but the Pharisees, you can leave that right there, but the Pharisees and the lawyers who were experts in the Mosaic law, experts in religion, they annulled and set aside God's purpose for themselves. And and not having been baptized by John, they just set aside God's purpose. If you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, you are rejecting God's counsel and his purpose for your life. Because Jesus said, I came to save that which is lost. For God loves the world. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And you say, well, that's all I got to do, believe in him. No, you missed the point. Jesus said it in John. That was John 3.16, right? Right? John 3.16. Does 16 come after 3? Does 16 come after 5? He said, whosoever, put that on the screen. Go to John, please. I want y'all, y'all going to roll quickly. John 3, 16. Oh, for, for, because, this is why. So we have to find out what happened before. God loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish. Now, if you believe in him, how many believe in him? If Jesus told you to jump off a cliff, would you jump? See, some of you, I got some of you. Some of you is like, no. You don't believe in him. If Jesus told some of you to jump off a cliff, would you jump? I would jump. Why? Because he sees everything. You don't know what's behind you, and you don't know what he has in front of you, and you need to just respond to the voice of the Lord. It's better to obey than to sacrifice. You got to understand. Well, I don't understand everything. Who told you you need to understand? You can't understand everything in God if he showed it to you. Could you ex- please explain to me why? Shut up and just do what I say. Sometimes I just test, I used to test my kids. I would just tell them something to see whether they was going to do it. Well, I, I need to, no, 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 you just do what I say. Explanation will come later. Oh, hallelujah. Some things I'm not going to explain until after you obey. Oh, hallelujah. And so the people, they were all messed up. They, hey, you had sinners that were baptized of John and the religious people who were not. And they had a problem, you see. Because they're like, well, all these sinners, hey, I'm better than these sinners. I don't need to be baptized. Hey, I've never done this wrong. I've never done that wrong. Hey, I've been in religion all my life. Hey, I've been brought up in the church. Hey, I've been going to church since my daddy. No, 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 no. You got to understand, it's not about sacrifices. It's about obedience. 
Mm, I wish I had the church. So Luke chapter 20. So that was John the Baptist. John, they gave John the Baptist a hard time, man. They just gave this dude. They came down. He was baptizing people. People were being dunked in the water. And he just baptizing, 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 baptizing people, baptizing people. And, man, the Bible says all of Judea and Jerusalem, everybody came out to his baptism. Everybody was like, hey, what's going on? He said, I'm telling you what's going on. The kingdom of God is here, and you need to repent. You need to change your mind. I don't care. You may be the son of Abraham. You may have had this religion all your life, but God is doing a new thing, and he requires requires obedience. But God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. I'm going to forget where I was going to. He gave his only begotten son to whosoever believed in him. So if you believe, you need to do what Jesus says. So Jesus told you just before ch- verse 16, go to verse 3. Yeah. I'll just read it. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say in thee. And he was, he was talking to one of those Pharisees. He was talking to one of those Pharisees. But this Pharisee decided, I'm going to be baptized. Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. See, John the Baptist came talking about the kingdom of God is here. He, that's all he taught. The kingdom of God is here. Kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. And Jesus said, hey, you can't see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. And they said, what? What are you talking about born again? Jesus go ahead and explain it in John 3, 5. He said, how can a man be born again? And he's, Jesus is going to explain it in 3, 5. Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, I believe Jesus. Then you need to be born again. You can't say you believe in Jesus if he told you you need to be born again to enter into his kingdom and you don't get born again. That means you don't believe in him. If I believe in him, I'm going to do exactly what he said. You heard the story about the man who walked across the the, the, the tightrope over Niagara, walked back, took a barrel, Walked the barrel over, walked back, everybody stood around. Man, that was, that, was, that was awesome. Put a cat in the barrel, come on, walk back. Guy said, you know, this is nothing. I've been doing this a long time. Man, rode a, a bike on the thing, on that thing, walk, come on back. He said, I can take you, put you in the barrel, and walk across with no problem. He said, you believe that? He said, yeah, yeah. People say, yeah, man, the way you're doing this, I know you can do that. He said, somebody get in the barrel. Come on, get in the barrel. No, no thanks. You don't believe it then. Now, you see, I, I'm glad I don't have to trust him, but I can trust Jesus. Because if I get in the barrel and I go down in the water, Jesus want me to go down in the water, you see. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Can I, have, I might as well have a little fun here. And so Jesus on the scene in Luke, check this out, in Luke chapter 20. I'm just going to have a little fun with this, and I'll I'll regret it later. (laughs) And he spake unto him, verse number 2. I'll start at verse 1 for time's sake, or I mean for clarity's sake, uh, 20 and 1. 
And it came to pass that on the days of, on one of the day, one of those days that he taught the people in the temple and, and preached the gospel, Jesus preached the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes came unto him. Here it is, the religious people again. Let me tell you something. Don't rely on your religion to save you. While I go to church, okay, the devil shows up to church. I believe, the Bible says the devil believed and he trembled. Well, well, and, and the Bible says this, when the angels, the sons of God came before the presence of God, this is heaven. The Bible says Satan came with them. Do you know Satan comes to heaven sometimes? So some of you didn't know that. You read the book of Revelation, you see that he got, Satan still has access into the book of Revelation. Then he's kicked out on the earth, and he knows his time is short. He can't even have access anymore. He's in trouble. So anyway, so and it came to pass, so, so Satan could come to church, folks. As a matter of fact, you look at uh, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you find that, that Satan took Jesus to the temple. <laughs> Satan taking God to his own temple. Check that out. Religion can't save you. But Father knows best. And he's speaking to them saying, so they, they, they came to him, they tried to, the religious people want to trip, I always try and trip people up. That's why I like, I like, I like questions and stuff. I love, I just love it. I love it. He can tell you, I love a good debate, don't I? He's he not listening. <laughs> That's all right, he'll come around. <laughs> and, and speaking to him, so the religious people speaking to him saying, tell us. It just was what they did with Jesus. Tell us. By what authority doest thou these things? Or who is he that gave thee this authority? They told Jesus, I want to know who, who, who told you to do the stuff that you're doing? And who gave you the right? That's what they were saying. By who, by what authority, what power can you do these things? I want to know, I see you doing things, but what power do you do these things? And who gave you the right to? So you know Jesus. And he said to you, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll ask you one thing. And then I'll answer your question. I'll tell you what. Deal, fine. You want to know what type of authority I have? You want to know where my authority comes from? You want to know what, why I can do what I can do? I just got to ask you one question. I'll answer your question and you ask my question. Okay, how about that? And so somebody say, man, you always ask the question with a question. Yeah, I love doing that. And so here it is. Next, next verse. Jesus says, he tell them, we're talking about baptism now. The baptism of John. He said, was it from heaven? Of men. The baptism of John. Now, I know we're on this side, but the baptism of John. And see, so he knew they rejected the counsel of God. He knew that the, Jesus knew that they didn't listen when, when, when the word was being preached for them to be baptized because John the Baptist re- preached repent and be baptized. When Jesus came on the scene, he, re- he, he preached repent and be baptized. And the Bible tells us those that believed they were baptized. But there were some people that relied on their religious place with God and refused to be baptized. And Jesus knew that. And so now, Jesus is, they, they, they're trying to corner Jesus and they're trying to trip him up. And he says, Hey, what, 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 you know, you, you're doing all these things. Who do you, they were really saying, Who do you think you are? And Jesus said, Okay, I'll tell you what. John, John the Baptist, 
I just got one question. Was his baptism from heaven or of men? And think about that. He said, is his baptism from heaven or of men? In other words, it's either coming from one or two sources. I said, he was saying it comes from, it comes from one or two sources. If the baptism comes from heaven, why aren't you being baptized? So the next verse tells us. And they reasoned within themselves or with themselves. They got together. Said, Come on. They said, let's have a huddle. He's all in our playbook. We got to switch up. Come on. This guy, he may trick us up. We're going to, I want you to cut out that way. And I want you to, you know, this is what we're going to do. What, what, what's this guy doing? I'm already hit it again. From heaven. They said, this is it. Now, now, if we say it was from heaven, he will say, why then believe ye him not? In other words, why didn't you believe? How did Jesus know they didn't believe? Because they didn't get baptized. The reason why Jesus knew they didn't believe, he didn't say, why didn't you get baptized? He didn't say, hey, if it was from heaven, why didn't you get baptized? He said, if, they didn't, if, if, if it was from heaven, why didn't you believe? In other words, when you believe, you're going to be baptized. They said, well, if we say it's from heaven, he will say that. Well, why, didn't you get, why didn't you believe? Next verse. And if we say it was from men... Hey, hey, the people are going to stone us, for they're persuaded that John was a prophet. So everybody else recognized he was a prophet, but we didn't recognize he was a prophet. And if we say, hey, hey it was from men, they're going to realize we're not as spiritual as we say we are. And they're going to take up stones to get rid of us because we're not what we say we are. The sinners, the publicans. Those reprobates, they realized that John was sent by God to preach the word and the kingdom of God, to tell people they need to repent and to be baptized. And then John the Baptist says, there's somebody coming mightier than me. He's coming after me. He's not only going to baptize you with water, but he's also going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that's why Jesus said, except a man be born of water. And of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. He's not going to get into heaven. I got, I got good news for you. And I got bad news. The bad news, I'll give you the bad news first. Most people want the bad news first. If you don't get baptized, and if you don't receive the, the Spirit of God, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. John, Jesus said that in John chapter 3. Jesus said it. If you believe in him, you got to believe me. Just believe Jesus. Just believe Jesus. But the good news is this. If you just drop your religion and say, Father, you know best. I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized. You see, the Bible says when you're baptized, you 
have an answer of a good conscience towards God. You receive God's counsel for yourself. God has good counsel. He's, he's called the wonderful counselor. He's not going to give you bad information. Now watch this. Mark chapter 16. I'm just going to read a few verses and we're going to close. 16 and 15. He said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news to every creature. And then it said every creature. It doesn't matter whether they're a sinner. doesn't matter whether they're a reprobate. doesn't matter whether they're a backslider. doesn't matter whether they're this. doesn't matter whether they're religious. It doesn't matter whether they're pious. It doesn't matter their religious origin. It do, none of that matters. It doesn't matter whether they're rich, poor. Next verse. You preach the gospel. But look at this. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. You understand what he's saying here. If you, he that believeth not is indicating that a person who doesn't believe won't be baptized. If you believe and you're baptized, because that shows you believe you're going to be saved. If you don't believe, you won't get baptized anyway. So he didn't have to say it. You only get baptized if you believe. Oh, oh you say, well, I'm a believer. I'm, I'm not baptized. I got to prove it. I got to show you. I got to show you that when you believe, you get baptized. That's the book. Oh, here we are. Acts chapter 12, verse 8. Put that on the screen. You, you're wonderful. I like you. You're doing a great job back there. Acts chapter 12, verse 8. I got a, little, got a couple of minutes. And the angel said unto him, I must have the wrong verse. I'll come back to 1812. I probably wrote the wrong thing. 1812. Put that on the screen. I know you can do it. Maybe I have it backwards. So just bear with me. While you're bearing with me, yeah, I know this this old man. Yeah. While, while I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, oh, I had it. What I had it backwards. Okay. But when they believe Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, when they believe Philip, preaching the things of the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, what happened? When you believe, you get baptized. When you don't believe, the Bible says you're damned. Now, some will say, well, you know what? I, I was baptized before. Yeah. I was baptized before. Verse number 16. Let me see if I have it. There we go. I'm going to show you how they were baptized. They were wait right at this particular point. They hadn't received the Holy Ghost. They had been born of the Spirit. And you had to be born in the Spirit to enter to the kingdom. And born in the Spirit is very easy. So some of you wonder why we're speaking in tongues and making these whatever, and we're all this gibberish and all that. Well, that's not for me. Now, the Bible says the Holy Ghost is for everybody that believes. If you believe, the Holy Ghost is for you. When you don't believe, you're going to question this. 
that on the screen, too. It's in the Bible. John chapter uh, 7, verse number 38. Oh, is it 38? Yeah, 37 and 38. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized, listen to that, in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's how they were baptized, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, I'm going to show you, well, I've been baptized. But there's a difference, you see. Put, uh, put Acts chapter 19 on the screen. This is important. Hey, remember, everybody say it with me. Father, Father knows, knows best. best. All right. And mama understands. <laughs> and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, uh, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. These were disciples of John the Baptist. They had heard about Jesus because they were believers. Hear me? Hear me? They were believers. They believed in the Messiah. They believed in the Christ. But they had had a relationship with, with God based on the, the uh, baptism of John. And they had been baptized by John. But oh, you hear me? And he's, oh, no, 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 go back. Thank you. you. You're with me, though. You're flying. Go back to one. And so he came through the upper coast, he found certain disciples, certain people who had believed because John the Baptist, what John the Baptist preached? He said, he knew, you need to repent, you need to be baptized, and also there's someone else who's coming after me, which is the, the Messiah, the Savior. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so they were still waiting for Jesus. They didn't have him yet. Jesus, John the Baptist preached about Jesus. I said John the Baptist preached about Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. You go to a lot of churches, they preach about Jesus, but he's not even in the house. Some people don't even believe in receiving the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, the Bible says you don't have the Spirit of God, you're none of his. You see, Jesus is outside the door trying to get inside some of the churches, but they won't let him in because of their religious traditions. They won't let him in because they don't believe the Spirit that we receive like we receive it nowadays. They say, oh, that's not necessary. That's not for today. Oh, you're doing that? I don't believe in that kind of stuff. Jesus said he's going to pull out his spirit in the last days. If they got it in the first last days, again, we're going to get it in the last, last days. He said, I'm going to pull out my spirit in the last days. And I'm telling you what, God is pulling out his spirit. It came to pass that he passed through the upper coast. You can go to verse number two now. Thank you very much for your patience. And he said unto them, have ye, this is the first question. The very first question that the Apostle Paul I'm talking about. The first question that the Apostle Paul asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? You, he didn't deny that they didn't believe. He said, I know you believe. He, the question wasn't whether they were a believer. That's not the question. And see, that's where the whole Holy Ghost, that's where we miss it. We miss it because we are saying, sometimes people think we're saying you're not a believer. No, I'm saying, I'm acknowledging that you're a believer. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? You know, I, when we, we used to do outreach, and we would knock on doors and talk to people and all that. And for, well, I used to love this one. And they would, they would say, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus Christ. They would go on all that. And I would say, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And I would look them dead in the eye. And they would say, some of them would say, 
Yeah, sure. I, I received the Holy Ghost. I said, oh, yeah, how you know? When? Tell me. What happened? Oh, I said, well, I, I remember I got joy. <laughs> I remember I was shouting. Oh, every time you get joy, that's the Holy Ghost. Every time you shout, that's the Holy Ghost. Ah! You got the Holy Ghost. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Won't you just listen for a couple of minutes? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? The apostle Paul expected believers to get the Holy Ghost. Why? Because Jesus said you would get it if you believed. He said, hey, when you believe, he said, in, you, in your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's the will of God to give you the spirit because the Bible says if you ask for it and if you repent, God will fill you. All you need is faith to receive the spirit of God. Just faith. And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost? What? Next verse. And he said unto them, unto what then? Were ye baptized? In other words, how were you baptized? I got a question for you. Unto what were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Now, that was okay for that. Oh, let me say this. There is a denomination that's still baptizing people. John the Baptist way. The baptism of repentance. Actually, there's more than one denomination. There another, there's another denomination that baptizes in another way that's not John's way of baptism because they even removed the least John baptized people, putting them in water. But that was the baptism of repentance. And there's a lot of people that are doing the bat, John the Baptist way of baptism. That's why he called John the Baptist. That means he was Baptist, but he was John the Baptist. Almost every religious institution, every religious institution that believes in baptism will dip in, they're baptizing in the old way. Now, there's another baptism that people do where they, it's not a baptism at all, they just sprinkle water on you. And that's not even baptism, that's a sprinkle. You know, it would be nice if my mother said, go take a bath. And I said, okay. I took a bath, mommy. You didn't take a bath. You need to get down in the tub. That's just sprinkling. Any child knows that. And when you just sprinkle, that says you're not obeying. He will have obedience and not sacrifice. You can't just sprinkle it. You got to obey. I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. Chances are somebody may watch this as of another religious faith. I'm just telling you, you need to obey the word of God. And they said, I was baptized John's way. John the Baptist's way. And they said, verse number four, here we go. And then Paul said, John truly, burly, 
baptized with the baptism of repentance. Yeah, he did it. He got, God told him to baptize that way. That was then. You see, that was before Jesus came. John was the one who would introduce the way. The Bible said that John would prepare the way of the Lord. And, and so when he prepared the way, he told people, you need to repent and you need to be baptized. But I'm letting you know this is temporary because there's somebody that's coming after me. He's going to baptize in water and he's going to baptize with the Holy Ghost. And I'm only preparing the way. This is the way now. But once Jesus get on the scene, you're going to have to submit to his baptism. He's going to baptize you with water and it's going to be something different he's going to do. He's going to, oh, hallelujah. And he's going to also baptize you with fire and the Holy Ghost. You do away with it. So they said, uh, Paul said, they said, I got baptized before. I got baptized already. Oh, and John and, and, and Paul said, oh, that's okay, buddy. That was, that was pre-Jesus. And a lot of people still being baptized by pre-Jesus way. Saying it to the people, he said, John, barely baptized, truly baptized with the baptism of repentance. Saying it to the people, they should believe on him, which should come after. You got to not just believe in John, you got to believe on Jesus. That is on Jesus Christ. You got to believe that he's the one that's going to save you. You see, if somebody died under John's preparation days, they would have been saved. But once John was beheaded and Jesus came and Jesus died, there's one baptism, one Lord, one God. One. So you got to believe on Jesus. And remember... This is how you prove when you believe. Next verse. All the scriptures we read to show when you believe, this is what happens. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. One of the first things I ask a person, when I ask them, have you been baptized? If you tell me you hadn't been baptized, I tell you you need to be baptized. If you tell me I've been sprinkled, I'm going to tell you you need to be baptized. If you tell me I've been baptized as a child, I'm going to tell you you need to be baptized. If you were baptized as an infant and you hadn't made up your mind for yourself, if you hadn't turned from your sin, if you're a little infant, you can't turn from your sin, you don't know what it is. He said, you must believe and be baptized. You can't believe as a little baby. The condition is believing first, repentance second, and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, well, I've been baptized before. The first thing I ask somebody, well, what what name did they say over you when you were baptized? Most people say, I don't know. I say, what did they say when they baptized you? I don't know. Well, that's not important. Are you kidding me? He said, at the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. You say, well, that's not important. Well, uh, 
I, I don't know. Uh, maybe some people say a name is not important, but uh, I think a name is important. Uh, and I go to Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. It kind of tells me something a little different, you see. And I'd rather believe the Bible than believe with somebody else. And the Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name you're going to get to save you. If you're going to be saved, it's going to have to be by his name. When do I receive his name? At baptism? What do you mean y'all receive his name at baptism? When did you receive your natural name? When you were born, naturally speaking. And the minute you were born, the prayer said, here's your name. When you're born again, when you're born of the water and of the spirit, he says, I'm going to give my daddy's name because the father knows best. Don't let religion get to all. Don't let religion shortchange you. I, I, I taught a Bible study to a police officer. I spent weeks teaching in his Bible study, showed him that he needed to be baptized in Jesus' name. He was a deacon at his church, and I won't name the denomination, but you probably can figure it out. And and he says, I'm going to tell my pastor that he got to baptize me in Jesus' name. I can see that I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. I said, sir, when you go to your pastor, he's going to persuade you otherwise. I will baptize you. He said, no, I'm going to go to my pastor, and I'm going to tell him if he don't baptize me in Jesus' name, I'm going to go somewhere else. He got, came back to me. My pastor said, I got baptized in Jesus' name when I got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I said, what? I said, you saw it in the Bible for yourself. You saw that a name is a name and a title is a title. And now you went to some man and let him trip you up. When you get let me tell you something. I told him, hey, if I'm wrong, you're going to be okay. But if I'm right, you're going to spend eternity in hell. Is a name that important? Yes, his name is that important. Why? Because I'm telling you, I believe in him. The Bible says this, they that believe and have faith in his name shall be saved. I got faith in the name. You say, well, uh, I know he's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell you to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Well, I thought that was in the Bible. There's something like that in there. Oh... We just saw in Acts chapter 19, they were baptized in Jesus' name. We, we just saw that, right? We saw, that, we saw here that there's only a name that you can be baptized in to be saved. There's only no, one, one, one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We saw in Acts chapter 8 that they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We see in Acts chapter, in Acts chapter 2, verse number 38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whose name? 
Whose name? Whose name? You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. The Bible says whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Not in titles. I'm just going to tell you like this. The title thing came in uh, 327 A.D. That's what I taught you about in the Bible study. They came in and they changed everything. They made a religion called Christianity. And I just talked to you all this time. Religion is not going to save you. Faith in Jesus is what's going to save you. And what's the difference between titles and a name? I'll tell you what's the difference. I'm going to do it this way. Father, if you're a father, stand up. Father! Well, you know, that's kind of general. A lot of times my kids, they say, Daddy, Daddy. Uh, I've been passing for a while. I've been passing while they were kids. Daddy, Daddy. You know what? I don't, it, it, they say it doesn't register. Daddy, it doesn't register. They'll say, Charles Simpson. Daddy's father stood up. So you don't know which father you baptized. So you got baptized in the father. I'm going to ask you a question. What father? What's his name? You just said father. That's the title. That's the title. Sit down. I want every son to stand up. Baptized in the father, name of the father. Another son. Hold up. Who am I talking about? Sit down. Now, it might thin out a little bit now. Every, every, um, every husband stand up. Fathers, sons, husbands. Wow. I still can't do it. But sit down. So I, 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 I said father. It's a title. A bunch of people stood up. I said son. It's a title. A bunch of people stood up. I said husband. A bunch of people stood up. So if I want to identify the person, I just need to say his name. I want Daryl Bond Jr. to stand up. I just narrow things down. I know. Because when you go to a place and fill out, fill out the application, Right? And you fill out your application. And they say, well, um, city, state, country. You put city, state, and country. You just repeat the titles of what they just said, don't you? When you fill out an application... You put down city when they say I want the city. You put down, you write the word state when they say state, and you put country when they say country. No, you identify the city, you identify the state, you identify the country by name. When they say name on the application, you don't say any titles that you represent. You don't say father, you don't say son, you don't say a person. You say the name. You sign a check, you sign it by your name. Your name. And see, that's why the Bible 
The Bible says that Jesus is going to come. And this name actually means Yahweh or Yah. That's the one true God has become your Savior. You see, some of you didn't get it. Do you understand what happens when you go down in the name of Jesus? You're saying, Yah, the one true God, has become my Savior. Those of you who have already gone down in the name, you know what that ha- said? When the name is invoked, the Bible says the name is invoked. It just said, God has become my salvation. That's what that name is. Now, when you get baptized in titles, you just get wet. You just get wet. Because there's no power in it. Now, the good thing about this is you're not a bad person if you hadn't been baptized yet. And you're not a good person because you got baptized already. Amen. I was baptized 27 years ago. He may have been baptized a few years ago. It doesn't matter. He got baptized last year. The Bible says the first shall be last and last shall be first. And God's came. It doesn't matter when you do it. It just matters that you do it. Hello? It just matters that you obey. It's better to obey than sacrifice. It's better to obey God than have religion. Then to participate in all the religious things you know how to do. That's okay to do because God said to do it. You need to come to church. But you need to obey God. Because when somebody preaches about repentance and baptism and you don't obey that, you're disobeying God. You're not disobeying the church. The good thing about it is that it's not about condemnation. You see, he said, I so love the world that I, he said, I gave my only son. That if you believe in him, you're not going to perish. The whole part of this message is so you can be saved. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice who have never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, I have good news for you. God has come to give you the word of salvation to save your soul. Amen. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that is the evidence that that's God filling you and filling you with his spirit. And there's an evidence of that. And the Bible says the evidence, the initial evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost is you begin to speak in another tongue, another language, as the spirit gave utterance. It's not a language that you learn with your head and your mind. It's a supernatural gift from God. And the Bible tells us that if I repent, I just change my mind. Sometimes you got to change your mind about your religion. You see, sinners know they need God. It's the religious people who don't think they... It was most of the religious people that didn't obey. Won't you stand, please? The Bible says all have sinned. That's why I like in the scripture, uh, Brother Darren, we talked about a lot of the priests and a lot of Pharisees got baptized. That was a sign right there. When religious people decide, you know what? I need it too. Oh, hallelujah. Every head bow. Jesus. I know it's a little after 12. And I honestly didn't mean to go this long. My body definitely didn't want to go this long. But I believe there are some, some people in this room right here today, right now. 
you needed to hear this word. It's not about joining a religion or religious institution. It's not about joining a particular denomination or even a church. It's about being, becoming a part of the bride of Christ, part of his body. It's about having your sins washed away in baptism. It's about changing your mind. It's about receiving the gift of God's spirit. It's a gift. You don't earn it. He gives it freely. All I need to do is have faith, believe it, and God will fill me. If you have faith to receive it, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost here today. Won't you just lift your hands up while your eyes are closed? If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, if you've been baptized and you really, you're not sure how you were baptized, you don't know what names that were invoked, it wouldn't hurt you to be baptized again if you're not sure. It's better to get it right. It's better to take a chance and get it right. To have faith in this name and not in a religious formula. Come on, church. We'll begin to pray. It's better to obey than to sacrifice. Father knows what's best. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus. Now, being as though this message, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, was not for most of you. Most of you should have already responded by now. And what I mean by respond, if it's not for you, you should be doing what you know how to do, pulling the net. Come on, in Jesus' name. I should not have to say that, leadership. I shouldn't have had to wait to say that. You know this service wasn't for you. somebody preach a message on baptism and the Holy Ghost you don't need to be sitting in your seat hallelujah hallelujah come on in Jesus name ministers if you have a license or you're a minister minister's church you need to minister <laughs> you need to explain the way of the Lord more perfectly not someone who has the Holy Ghost Come on, there's some people in here that probably need to be baptized. We need ministers Something to talk to them. Don't assume. Won't you just talk? Minister. Come on. Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Something happened. Sister Haney. If you need to pray back through, hey, the Holy Ghost is here. Come on, church. When I call 
We don't need big fanfare. We just need faith. We don't, we don't need to holler and scream. We just need faith. In Jesus' name.